everyone, and welcome to Broadcast His Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name, because it's all about Jesus living life on purpose for Him. Whatever situation you have in front of you today, I just pray that you surrender it all to Jesus, big or small, surrender it all. I did not mean for that to rhyme, but it worked out. (laughs) We've got Scarlett Jackson on today. She's the director of admissions at Warner University down in Lake Wales, Florida. So how are you, Scarlett? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. So happy to have you on. I love talking to people who work in education because you care so much about people. Educators definitely come from the heart. That's for sure. Yeah. And the reason why we know each other is because of your sister, Mariah Johns. And Carson Crawford, they had a night of truth at Warner University. And the event was great. I watched the live stream. Did y'all have fun? Oh, it was amazing. It was such an interesting night to just have ladies together. We enjoyed snacks and coffee and then just a lot of time of worship. I mean, I could not have planned it better because they just really rocked the house. And we really enjoyed just spending time as a body of Christ worshiping together. Something that I really want to ask you about because Warner University is a private Christian university in Lake Wales, and you all are affiliated with the Church of God. So um, just tell us how you got involved at Warner. So I'm a Warner alum. Um, It is actually about seven miles from my parents' house where I grew up. So um, when I graduated high school, I knew I didn't want to leave far from home. And so we looked at Warner and they had a great education program. And that's exactly what I wanted to do. So um, seven miles up the road and here we are um, 10 years later. <laughs> that's beautiful. And you have your, so you majored in education from Warner, right? I did. I have an undergraduate degree in elementary ed from Warner. Mm-hmm. And then you got your master's in education, right? I did a master's in ed leadership. So um, not exactly where I had intended, um, but God brought me to um, higher education in 2015, which was such a unique opportunity. Yeah. So that's interesting. You started off in like the Polk County school system, right? The Polk County school system Mm -hmm. is where you started your career. Um, Tell us a little bit about your journey to Warner. So I was teaching. Um, I grew up in the agriculture industry um, on a cattle ranch and was teaching ag at the time and really just had a passion for young people and um, agriculture. And so uh, Warner started an ag program in 2012 and the vice president of advancement called and said, I need you to come up here and, and run this program and, and develop it um, as a part of um, the advancement department and building a building and um, recruiting students. And I was like, wait, what? Um, I was going to be a teacher for 30 years. What are you talking about? So it was definitely a God move. Um, I had no intent of ever leaving the classroom, but um, I just felt God really calling me into this, that, that role at the time. And um, that's where I fell in love with higher ed and realized that um, mentoring students and working with, with, Christian higher ed was, it's amazing. It's in a, such a ministry that nobody really sees um, very often as a ministry. 
Yeah. And if you do any research about Warner online, you'll see that they have a fantastic agriculture program. And I know that a lot of your history and your family history, you know, from Noah Mariah is in agriculture. So tell us a little bit about your ag program, if you don't mind. Yeah. So it's a, it's a signature program. I like to say, because it's very unique. Um, Warner is about 82% athletics. So our students come um, from all over to play sports at Warner. And um, this program draws a different market, if you will. It's a a lot of local young people that are looking to work in ag or um, kind of more of a hands-on degree. So um, we were able to build a state-of-the-art building in dedicated in 2018. So the students there have a, um, a, a barn, a working grove, a greenhouse, all the things that you would think of to help teach them actual um, production skills, um, which is really cool. And they do a lot of internships with that. So it's a, it's a signature program that complements um, the rest of the university because we have the athletes and then we have this is a lot of non-athletes or, you know, it could be both, but it's definitely a third largest major for us. Okay. So when you said 82% sports, you have baseball, basketball, beach volleyball. You guys have mm-hmm. a beach volleyball team? We do. Oh my goodness. Okay. So competition, cheer and dance, right? Yep. Yep. Clay target team, which is that like a shooting team, a clay target it team? It is. It's like um, sporting clays. So oh, um, my goodness. Can you get a scholarship for shooting clays? You can. We actually, it's a very popular, especially among ag majors, but it's a very popular sport that is recruited. Um, we have students from, um, I think the last one came from Utah that, you know, we're not a huge out of state university, but that brings in students from all over. Wow. I love it. Clay target team. Okay. Cross country football, flag football. Can you get a scholarship for flag football? You can. It is our new, one of our newest sports on campus. (laughs) I did not mean to laugh, but that is awesome. Up and coming. Let me tell you, totally different from when I was in school. Wow. Okay. So it's competitive then. Absolutely volleyball and you have men's volleyball that's what i'm talking about yes we're so heavily influenced by our athletes and it's so neat because they come in and they create a a community amongst themselves it's unique because it brings in diversity with all of the different types of sports we have yeah i love watching women's volleyball but i love watching men's volleyball i mean they can jump so high it is fantastic it is I really sometimes good. mistake them for basketball players. I'm yeah. like, oh, you must play basketball. And they're like, no, I'm just volleyball. Like, oh, we're volleyball sorry. players. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's really great. Track and field, softball, tennis, soccer. Whoa. Okay, so you guys do have a lot of sports. Okay, I, I understand the 82%. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. But then you guys come in with the ag program. so And that's really great. And I looked at pictures of the building online. It's huge. It's beautiful. And then you do all those activities in that space. It really is neat to be able to bring in um, students locally. I would always say it's in our backyard kind of students that, that are from here and really want to pursue higher education. Okay. So tell us, as the director of admissions, what's your job like? Well, uh, it varies. Every day is different, which is fun for me. Um, so I have a team of six people that work um, with me and they are the recruiters the boots on the ground. They um, travel all over and they go out and really recruit students and they come alongside the coaches who are also recruiting. 
Um, so my team is really who um, makes the university grow. And then I get to support them. Um, we host some really cool events and um, we provide opportunities for schools, especially Christian schools, to come on campus, visit our chapel services. We have daily campus visits. It's all kinds of fun all the time. I love the logo, Royal Strong, and it has the crown on the lion. I have a friend named Rachel Joy Barbeau, and she actually came to y'all school to speak. She's going to come on the podcast, and I think I think she's coming on next week, but she spoke at y'all school, and her thing is, you know, act like a king or queen because God has anointed you, and he's given you gifts and talents. We should walk with our head held high out of Leviticus, like she's all about owning who you are because of whose you are. And um, she came through Warner. Did you know, did you see Rachel when she was there? Yeah. So I uh, was able to watch chapel. We, we have a weekly chapel service and sometimes I just can't leave the office, um, yeah. even though it's right across the street. Yeah. Um, so I watch it online. So I live streamed her chapel service and then she did quite a few other events and I sent, would make sure the ambassadors would be able to be there because she did really cool things like you said, talking about our kings and queens, and then also some mental health things to help our students. Um, it was so neat. She, she was there for like three days, um, really ministering to our students. That's amazing. She loves the Lord. That is so funny. I love Jesus, like how he connects us because she's a friend through Victorious Living. Victorious Living is a prison ministry. Christy Johnson, she runs the prison ministry. She used to be a water skier we're all a couple degrees from each other, but we're all sisters in Christ, you know, and that's the coolest thing. And I did want to ask about the logo. Why the lion? It kind of fits with a, a verse that we adopted, um, you know, Warner's over 50 years old and our founding fathers really wanted to live out First Peter 2, 9, which is that but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Yeah. That's kind of our theme verse, if you will. So okay. um, the history behind Warner is that that verse was what we have to live out as our students and we're ministering to them. And so I think that's where it came from. I have gone to a few Warner history lessons. And I think that's where the lion originated from. We've had a few different versions of it, but this is definitely my favorite. Anytime I'm praying and I'm clearing my thoughts, I don't know why, but I always imagine God as a lion. You know, it's so weird. I love that. That's your logo. Really just been able to use that as, like you said, a strong, a strong sense of presence. And it's amazing that our founding fathers thought through so much as they plan for Warner. Yeah. And I want to read that verse again. I want to ask you what you think about first Peter two, nine, it says, but you are a chosen people, a Royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. What does that mean to you? In our classes at Warner and then just working there for almost five years and I would say there for a while, it was just kind of, oh, you know, that's our, that's kind of our theme, our background. But really in the last year in this new role, I have felt a sense of what God's doing and how he's moving on our campus and just being able to pray that over our students. I think from the staff perspective, just amazing to be able to pray over our young people and say, 
you are God's chosen person. He loves you and wants to see you do your best. Mm. And that's kind of how I feel like every time I hear that or see it, we have it hanging in our building. And I just want to say to the students all the time, this is what God has destined for you. And this is part of his plan for your life. Yes, you are a chosen people. And that goes for you listening. I'm going to read this again. And I just want for whoever's listening to just take this to heart. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him. So like you're declaring the praises of him. You're declaring how good he is that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. And can you just describe to us what his wonderful light is? You know, obviously I'm no theologian. So being yeah. able to talk about it in context to me, um, yeah. we have to be such a light in this dark world sometimes. No matter where we are or our students are, people we come in contact with in their walk, we have to be a light to them. No matter where God has placed us or how hard it seems, he's there with us. And being that light is just something that is his promise to us. His promise. That's so good. Out of darkness into his wonderful light. And Jesus is the light. And when you ask Jesus into your heart and he's your savior, he's your Lord of Lords, he's your King of Kings, then that light lives within you. And you, you know, you're strengthened by Jesus. You're encouraged by Jesus. And so you're called out of darkness into his wonderful light. So that is such encouragement. I, we've spent a lot of time on first Peter two, nine, but it's such a good verse to encourage listeners that as Christ followers, you've been called out of darkness into his wonderful light. So if you're walking in darkness today, if you feel that way, just know that you're really not, you've been called into his wonderful light. So just in the name of Jesus, you know, declare that that darkness go away from you and be reminded of this promise that you've been called into his wonderful light. So um, the other question I want to ask you about Scarlett is why is higher education important to you? And the reason why I ask this question is people who are in higher education and they love what they do, they're usually very passionate about people continuing their education. So I want to know why is higher education important to you? It's funny that you ask that because I really have a funny take on higher ed. I love the mission and the privilege it is to encourage people into higher education. But I will be the first to tell a student or walk alongside them, look, if God's not calling you into that, we still need people in trade. So yes. I'm not going to be one of those Amen. that says, everybody has to get a college degree, um, which is probably counterintuitive to my role. But I want, I want students and people to understand that it's God's purpose and plan for your life. It's not what society tells you to do. I love that higher education gives students an opportunity to grow not only in their faith, but in their knowledge and apply it to their future. And really, I have found that in the 18 to 25 range, the students are really developing in so many aspects of adulting, if you will. I mean, it's just so neat to see that generation of young people really grow in lots of aspects. Um, we see them everywhere you turn, there's spiritual growth, spiritual formation on Warner's campus. So that's huge. And being in that, immersed in that is great for that age group. Um, but then for me, uh, they, 
it's just a complete whole growth in that stage. And so it's so important that um, students or anybody that's interested in higher education come into it with a, I'm here to grow and, and know what my future holds. So um, that's kind of, it's funny because I, I'm not going to be the one that's like, everybody go to college as much as I love for anybody to come to Warner, but I want God's plan for people, not just our plan for people. Yeah. And that is a really good point to bring up because, you know, in the new year, I'm sure people are listening and they want something really great for their lives. And Jesus is really great for your life. (laughs) You know, like that's really the most simple thing, whatever you're chasing after, let it be Jesus. And then Mm -hmm. from that doing the next right thing, I don't know what your advice is on that because man, it's just so crucial between the ages of 18 to 25. If you're listening to this and you're older than 18 or 25, I pray that you're encouraged by this just the same as someone who is 18 to 25. But what do you see are some of the struggles for people who are in that age range? A lot of times it's the first time they've been on their own or given the freedom, even just knowing that they can skip class. I mean, think about it. High schoolers, you know, if you get caught skipping class, you're, it's not going to be a good day for you. But they come into their own of being like, I'm in control of my choices. And the choices I make are influenced by what's around me. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that, that is such a pivotal time for young people. And they need an opportunity to be ministered to from everywhere that they turn. From the academic success coaches, the regular coaches, coaches all the way to the admission staff and even to, from our president. I mean, we all want to come alongside and minister to these young people because that's what they need. If they're influenced by so many other things during this time. There is something I wanted to share with you all in this podcast, since we're talking about change and, you know, even going to college and all that. There is a podcast with pastor Chris Hodges. It's called grow leader. He has a podcast called bringing depression into the light. And it's an amazing podcast. That episode is really good. One of the things that he notes, this is a quote from someone else's book, but he says, everyone needs meaningful work. You need to do that thing with a community of friends. And three, you take whatever suffering you've experienced and use it for good. And so I want to know as someone who's a leader at a school, and I'm just going to read those three things one more time. I would just love to know what your heart is with getting people out of their dorms and into community. And before you answer that question, I'm just going to read you those three things again for the person listening. One, everyone needs meaningful work. Two, you need to do that thing with a community of friends. And then three, you take whatever suffering you've experienced and use it for good. So what kind of community events do you all have at your university? To me, instantly, I went, okay, you know, we provide a weekly chapel service, which is, um, you know, we bring in a lot of different speakers from our own um, faculty and staff on campus to um, like your friend Rachel and uh, different people from out throughout the community and um, speakers and influencers that can talk with our young people. So once a week, that community is established already for these, for young people on campus. But some things that I've heard lately that the students are really raving about, they have 
a uh, weekly bonfire and somebody will just share a, a quick devotional because the students are asked to pursue spiritual formation credit. So every semester they have to have a certain number of credits in spiritual formation. They have a lot of opportunities. Um, our student life team really does a great job of giving the students a variety of things. And, and it's not just you know, preaching every time. There can be things like personal growth and how to handle finances and things that are really life skills as well. We're trying to grow the whole student during their time at Warner, but that's um, really an opportunity to get the students together. And then they create cohorts of young people that will get together and have their own devotions or Bible studies or dorm chats or just bringing groups together. And like you said, being able to have meaningful work and create a community. And that's really established on a small Christian campus. I'm sure there are plenty of colleges doing the same, but when you're in Christian higher ed, developing that is imperative because those young people, like I said, really need community and providing good influences. And I want to encourage the person listening that we, you know, all of us, even Scarlett, like we need community. If you're feeling sad in this new year, just know everyone needs meaningful work. Do something that is good. And you need to do that thing with a community of friends. Like you guys are doing the bonfire. How cool is that? How simple? And it brings people back to Jesus, you know, getting together in that community. The third thing, you take whatever suffering you've experienced and use it for good. So tell us some good things that you're doing, Scarlett, on campus in this season. Like I mentioned a couple of the events, but really um, some of the things that we're doing to encourage new and prospective students to come to campus is you can come to chapel, even outsiders. Um, we're open for anyone to visit chapel. We have community folks that come in and just if you need that Wednesday morning pick me up, that is a place that's open and inviting to worship with a bunch of college age kids. You would be um, surprised at how many friends from the retirement community nearby Warner come out for chapel because it's just such an experience and it's great to worship with young people. That's great. Um, so that's Wednesday, right? Wednesday mornings. Yes. Anybody can come out and um, we do visits with our prospective students during that time. There's all kinds of opportunities for visiting chapel. Is it live streamed? It is. Yep. On our YouTube page. Oh, cool. So our chapel service is Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m. All of our classes are blocked out at that time. So all of our students are able to attend. We have a lot of different speakers from our own faculty and staff to outside community members coming in and speaking. A lot of local pastors will speak. It's really a unique opportunity for our students to get engaged. But then we invite prospective students, donors, friends, anyone who wants to come out. We would love to host you at our chapel service. Okay, that's great. And that's 10 a.m. Eastern time. And if you can't attend in person in Lake Wales, you can go to their YouTube channel. And what's your YouTube channel? It's just Warner University. Okay, simple as pie. Okay, great. Uh, Scarlett Jackson, we always ask every guest this, but what Bible verse is helping you in this season? Well, so when you told me we were going to talk that, I was like, oh gosh, um, I have so many right now. It's really just not fair to pick one, but then I was like- I love that. That's the perfect <laughs> answer, by the way. That That's it. Because there's so many things from home to your work life, it's just so many things that really, you know, you're not sure how to pick this one, but I did. I picked one that also kind of lends to what we talked about in 1 Peter 2.9 earlier. So it's 2 Peter 3.18. 
but grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory now and forever. What does that mean to you? To me, I just feel like I'm in a season where I have changed my work. I've come to Warner in a new role. I am in a season where everything is centered around what God's plan for my life and how I can glorify him in that. Um, between my family and my work, my everything is kingdom focused. And that's kind of what that verse has just been like, okay, this is God's plan and it's kingdom focused. That's where I am. Yeah. But grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. I love that you said grow in grace because you're you know, your foundations are an ag and, you know, the verse that you're sharing is grow in grace. I mean, what imagery for someone listening, you know, grow in grace. So good. It's definitely a season for me, you know, being not in ag and not working alongside the industry, but still being connected and being able to grow and give myself grace because as a new mom with two little ones and just all kinds of things, it's, it's such such an imperative time to focus on giving myself grace and growing in my walk with Christ. Yeah, I love that. That's beautiful. And just for the person listening, if you don't mind telling us how old your kids are. I have a four-year-old and then a seven-month-old. Oh my goodness. Seven months. That is... Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to lie. When they hit the six-month mark, it's still hard, but it's like, I can breathe. I can breathe. Well, and the bad thing is, is, it's the second one. So I was like, oh, she's seven months. When did that happen? <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. That's so sweet, though. Four and seven months. So if people want to connect with you, do you recommend they follow Warner University's social medias or how do they connect with you, Scarlett? Absolutely. Um, I'm not the best social media person, but my uh, wonderful friends and staff at Warner do a great job on their pages. So anything on Instagram or Facebook is Warner University, but I'm on Instagram more than anything. So um, Scarlett Jackson on there as well. As we wrap this up, we always pray at the end of every podcast for us to decrease and God to increase. And I just want to read John 3.30. It comes from this verse. It says, he must become greater. I must become less. And so just as we wrap this up, Scarlett, thank you so much for your time. I just want to pray, Father, decrease us and increase you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you will also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon. Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders to transform communities. God bless you guys and have a great day. Hi, y'all. This is Nan Charland, the owner of the Laurel Oak Inn Bed and Breakfast in Gainesville, Florida. You can find the Laurel Oak Inn on the internet at laureloakinn.com or Facebook and Instagram, Laurel Oak Inn. 
Until we meet you in person, we certainly hope you're enjoying life to its fullest.